live stream. This is Kevin O'Brien. I'm with Wayne Middleton. This is the SMB Acceleration Show live from Kevin and Wayne's house via WWDB 860. Wayne, how's it going this morning? Oh, not too bad. Thanks, Kevin. Um, got a bit of a headache going on this morning, which is yeah, just one of those things. I don't think it's coronavirus or anything. Don't worry, folks. I'm, I'm okay. Um, <laughs> just woke up with a smacking headache. So, hey. Oh, I was going to say, I hope it's not uh, corona-related. I hope it's more the uh, corona-extra-related. Yeah, no. This is purely um, needing coffee, lack of sleep. Yeah, hey, I understand. General, I've got a general cold, to be honest with you. That's, that's the biggest problem, I think. I think the uh, biggest uh, issue with that is uh, it's all in our heads now of like, oh, my gosh, do I have the symptoms? Do I not? You know, am I going to be all right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, it's, it, you know, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's been an interesting transition, this whole uh, working from home thing. I'm pretty used to it. As you all know, I work from home permanently. But uh, now I'm having to be the teacher, too, because our schools have just introduced the e-learning system, which is okay. fun. My uh, uh, kids are about – maybe this is going to be the second and a half week. Their school kind of went to it initially. Okay. And uh, they actually just keep you know integrating more technology into it. So my daughter, who's in second grade, is now they're going to be using Google Classroom, which I oh, guess yeah, is like cool. a paperless – uh, which I just found out last night. My wife uses it normally as a teacher for, you know, uh, getting homework and putting notes up to parents and all. And I said last week how she does the videos. But I was looking into it like, oh, well, how do I use it? You know, how do we use it from the student perspective? And it's amazing with all technology how much you have to learn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, even just trying to get the kids prepared and set up. Um, you know, from uh, for the morning, uh, yeah. we're not getting everything until the Monday morning, which means, you know, just as we're about to start work or as we're on the radio show right now, we're busy scrabbling, trying to get all the paperwork printed and everything else. We're using an app called Schoology and they, they've basically created a, an area on there where they, they're adding in the curriculum as, as they need. And they sent us a, a schedule for what the day should look like. <laughs> which yeah. is all very good and well but you know we've also got work during this time so it's going to be quite an interesting transition to see how this is this all goes on you know so absolutely it, it'd be interesting <laughs> it uh no it's amazing i'll tell you what i learned from the google classroom last night was i was looking to print out i guess it shows you how old school i like to do it i, I wanted to print out all the teachers instructions so we could kind of you know cross it off day by day kind of thing and I go to look and like one of the top help tips, you know, in the search results is Google Classroom was designed as a paperless classroom. It's not easy to print. And I was like, ah, oh, oh, man, <laughs> you know, now this is not what I was hoping to start off on my yeah. uh, Sunday night into Monday. But, yeah, that's uh, exactly. Fortunately, uh, so I think the kids are more tech savvy than I. So there'll be uh, no problem getting it rolling. Uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, so are mine. Uh, they've both got <laughs> Chromebooks. They're all set up, ready to roll. Um. Oh, that's great. Oh, I was actually thinking of uh, how you mentioned that your daughters love to uh, bake and the shortage of yeast now that's out there. Yeah, we, we stockpiled. 
we got we got at least seventy five years of yeast in our cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like uh, we will we, not run out of bread. Oh. So that and um, the other thing that we oddly run out of was sugar, and uh, okay. that was very hard to come by. But we managed to get some of that. No, that's what my wife said last time. She actually did the grocery shopping last time. I think she needed to uh, just get out of the house. And she showed me this picture. She is like, there's a lot of things in now, but the baking aisle looks like, you know, deserted. Like, they haven't even stocked it. And I was like, no way. And she took a picture and, like, the entire yeast, all the sugar, all the flour, you know, everything was gone. I was like, wow. I guess that many people are taking the opportunity to spend a little time baking. Well, I think also, you know, there's that sense of safety in it, too, if you think about it. Um, yeah. You don't have to go to the store if you've got your basic needs. You know, you bread and stuff. The only thing, yeah, I, I, I don't know if there's been a rise in kettle sales recently because, you know, we could all do with milk. That's the biggest priority. Yeah, so that's true. buy a cow, put it in their backyard and sit there and start milking it, too. That way oh, you, I actually just saw like, a lady not too far from me asking about having a chicken coop built and i was like oh wait we're already there this is a yeah. i'm not sure i'm ready for this it's a little extreme right we will become yeah. small holders um well yeah. you know that's yeah, i gotta <laughs> say i uh i may have bought a 25 pound bag of flour like a month ago actually before oh, we all starting i tend to always buy flour and rice from costco so i was not really part of the people reacting to it i just kind of do it anyway i just think it's so much cheaper yeah, it actually makes a lot more sense to do it in bulk in that way. So yeah, no, I mean kudos. That's a great tip for the for the upcoming. No, I have to say, I'm going to try this experiment that I saw on Twitter. I am very interested. Uh, and it was a guy. He's a biologist or something. He was saying how I guess he must be a big brewer, so he uses yeast and all. And he was like, "Oh, I have something. Everybody, you can use dried fruits to." extract the yeast that is left in dry fruits and make your own starter from it wow yeah i i saved the tweet just to see i i'm pretty sure that science might be above me but (laughs) we'll see (laughs) you never know right it's worth trying (laughs) yes i mean today's show um what we uh discussed kind of going over for today just given the the culture that we're so find ourselves in right now we figured it'd be a great time to actually start talking about um building a successful marketing strategy now we know we've done this on another show but not under these conditions which i think is really interesting and what we wanted to do is work on the idea of not only setting up that strategy but how you can do it cost effectively so we've you know we've we've done our task of saying under a hundred hundred dollars to get started so let's make it like under a thousand dollars we could kind of broaden it a little bit more but quite honestly what the tips and advice we're going to give you today could help you keep your business going for a minimum of a hundred hundred bucks a day yeah. or hundred bucks a week or whatever um but we're going to try to give you some tips to save money on your marketing and keep your business going without risking your bank balance without destroying any capital you may have in place and without you know unfortunately a lot of people are having to close their doors and close their business how can they you know yeah if you close for a certain amount of time it looks like this is going to go into the end of april at this point maybe longer 
um, you know, that's going to be detrimental. So you don't want to kill your business off if you can help it. And so there's ways we can help you with the marketing plans to minimize your cost and still get a good return on investment. Yeah, no, I'm excited. About, I, I don't know if excited is the right word. I mean, I'm excited to discuss it. You know, I, I'm not excited that uh, so many small businesses are going through this. And, you know, as my time on a small business, I was thinking about it last night when we were, you know, talking about the show and all that. It would have been really hard, you know, closing for 45 or 30 days or 20, whatever. That's a huge challenge, you know, and I think this is kind of, as you put it, a great time if you have been a business owner who's forced to have this happen to kind of, you know, take that look at your marketing and say, hey, what can I do so as soon as we're ready to go, you know, we're back up and cranking. Yeah, like business as usual. I mean, it, it really is a challenge and depending on your industry, like we're fortunate, right, in marketing and in design to some level, um, we can still keep our doors open to a certain degree and provide services. But the trouble is our clients, uh, if they're small to medium, are going through this challenge of, you know, how do I, how can I keep going when there's possibly 45 days, 90 days, we don't know yet, uh, of uncertainty and lack of income. So we, we might be able to throw out some ideas, you know, we all know that fast food restaurants are still open. There are people that are doing takeout from restaurants. So if you, you know, if you're owning, uh, if you run a Chinese restaurant, you can still operate. But if you're one of these um, more exclusive restaurants, shall we say, the chances are you want people, you want, um, I'm going to use this word, you want butts on seats. Um, but yeah. there could be opportunity here to create, um, you know, more of a, a delivery service, potentially. Um yeah, if you're the, the head chef or something, you can still create your great dishes, but you just have to transform your business a little bit to to distribution through um, through delivery. And uh, although that may lessen your brand, it still keeps the income coming in and it can still keep your business ticking over in this really uncertain, difficult time. Absolutely. Have you seen a lot of that up in the uh, Lehigh Valley? A lot of the restaurants go into all takeout now? Yeah, all of them are. Uh, at this point, Lehigh Valley is technically closed. Oh, okay. I knew that. Was that over the weekend or something, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're in a similar position to you guys down in Philly and a lot of other people throughout the U.S. Um, you can still go for walks and, and do kind of some activities, but uh, trips to the store are pretty much all that you can really yeah, you you can't just go walking around Target for half an hour. No, no, not Probably that any of us would. want to, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you have to go. You have to have a need to go. Um, you can still go out for a daytime walk if you want to do that, or a hike, or a, a cycling. Uh, you know, go cycling or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, our access to stores and things like that is extremely limited. Okay. Yeah, we were just joking. We think our um dog was enjoying the first week of this but now he's been on so many walks daily that uh i think he's ready for it all to be over yeah he's like dude i don't Again? get this much exercise i think our dog's probably about the same with you. <laughs> although she oh. does have walks <laughs> yeah i mean we usually take them but now it's been like you know lunchtime for 45 minutes after dinner for 35 40 minutes like when it's not raining and I, he looks at us like oh god again but yeah. <laughs> it is. It, uh, it definitely has changed things. I actually saw a really high-end restaurant near us 
make the transition and I was actually going to bring them up and you kind of gave me the great transition is that they either have a, their marketing person or social media person or maybe it's probably one in the same I would guess but they immediately went to running Facebook ads that were around them now offering delivery that's fantastic and they it was genius it was they had great images so they must have already had them in stock you know so yeah. but actually then again if you're a, a restaurant it's going to be one of my ideas for later, but I'll just throw it out there right now. It's not a bad time to do some product photography. And I was actually going to get your thoughts kind of a little bit later on, you know, taking good photos of your food and stuff, because I was taking some photos over the weekend and they were terrible. So, <laughs> well, so you know, like, just general photos. Um, it was actually product photos for okay. like an e-commerce thing and they came out awful and I just gave up. Um, but it may, it actually led to me to thinking that, you know what, if you're actually a restaurant and you're doing your normal, most of your normal menu and you have the time because you're already going to have the employees there to do the takeout, it's not a bad time to get some, start building up that image library. Absolutely. Uh, it can all be helpful. I mean, you can get pictures of your staff with the you know prep area and show people kind of behind the scenes kind of stuff. Um and again, it, you know, even with the photography, when it comes down to the actual end product, that's the kind of that that in in restaurant terms, that's the that's the money shot, right? That food, mm. that final dish, that that everything that goes into that. What you want to capture there is just the the. <laughs> It's kind of interesting, the freshness of the food, the, the steam just slowly coming off of it. So you have to sort of play around with your your settings on your camera to make sure you've got a great um, ISO setup, you've got the shutter speed correct. Uh, you want to make that food look as inv inviting as it does on the plate in person. And so what you want to do is make sure you've got plenty of natural light around you. You know, don't stage it too much. Like, don't put it on a white background because it just looks odd and out of position. Keep uh, it on. Keep it on a on a nice surface. Think about the surface you're preparing that food on. Like, if you've got a lovely piece of, um, if your tableware or your table, your table itself is is some sort of vintage wood or something unique about it. You know, put it on that. Make sure your tableware is very nicely squared up and lined up properly and then shoot it so that you don't shoot the plate. You know, you don't shoot the food directly in the middle of the shot. Aim it off to the left or right. So you cut the, cut the plate a little bit, but you can still see the image. That would be, in my mind, that makes it much more realistic, much more inviting. And what you, you really do want to show, if it's a salad, you want to show kind of that dressing and the freshness of that food. And the way you do that is by sit, by having a camera set so that you can actually see those little droplets of, of water or oil on it. So it's really crisp, really clear photography. So you have to really set up a, you know, a, a tripod, uh, keep that camera nice and steady, open up the um, exposure level for a little, little longer than you would a normal photo. And then even in the retouching, uh, if, you're, if you're able to do some retouching, just elevate the colors and the contrast a little bit you know um it will go a long way to making that photography really nice and look very warm and appetizing absolutely oh, that's some great tips no i mean whoever did these uh the restaurants called savona and it's like a the high-end italian or mediterranean mm -hmm. restaurant and whoever did it obviously they hired a professional because that you kind of 
described exactly how their pictures look. You know, everything is very crisp and fresh looking, and you can, you know, see the the, the condensation almost on the food. You know, mm-hmm. and it looks super inviting, and it, they've done a great job. And I think it was smart. And I imagine for them, it's more about stopping the bleeding at this time than making money. You oh know, yeah. it's just I, you know I cut if so. we can make 10 percent of what we normally do at least we're you know paying some bills or get some of our staff working or something yeah keeping your overheads low but you know being able to stay stay afloat i mean that's really what everyone's up to now isn't it if you think about it for sure um, there's very few companies in our area that are still having people come in i know of a few but not many um you know manufacturing is going to be interesting that's going to be down um it's going to be hard to get your 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 workers in your factory coming in and and you know doing prefab or anything like that. I think even Martin Guitars, a uh, very historic company, um, have a, the minimal amount of staff available to them uh, to continue producing the guitars that they do because it's very hands-on. It's a very cramped working environment there, um, and you know a lot of the people who are there you know how do you space it so that you can have everyone so far away and make sure they're they're in a healthy working environment it's the same thing as amazon and their delivery centers a lot of them have slowed down um so you know you can't expect to have things as quick as what you did because you know people don't want to work in this environment because of the, the fear of what of catching it which no one can blame anyone for and so no, absolutely yeah as a, as a company owner you can't really afford to to kind of keep a full full level of staff available to you during this time, it's it's too risky. Uh, it's too expensive. So no, absolutely, it is. Be very careful. No, and uh, you know, I actually wanted to uh, give a great shout out to one of your and I former clients. It's funny. I actually tagged them back in like uh, maybe a week and a half ago. And the company's ProtoCam up in the Lehigh Valley, uh-huh. and they do, you know, uh, rapid prototyping, manufacturing, and I just was part of this uh, LinkedIn group, and the guy was saying, you know, we hear such terrible news. Maybe we could all put out some positivity, you know, yeah. and just kind of change the narrative. And I thought it was a great idea, and I was like, you know what, that is. And I saw this Italian company that is. Uh, what, is, what were they doing? They were making parts for ventilators that they couldn't get out of their 3D printer. So I tagged Protocam and did, you know, put this post. Hey, you know, it really gives me um, great belief that we're all going to easily, not easily, that we'll all get past this because of, you know, ingenuity, manufacturing, and all. And, you know, I kind of put it out. And then I saw a article over the weekend that Protocam is making those N95 masks for the Lehigh Valley Health Network. Oh, that's awesome. And I was like, ah, you know, the owner and their whole team is really, from all my experiences, were great to work with. They were, yeah. And uh, it was just awesome to see that, you know, you put a bunch of really smart engineers at a problem and all of a sudden they, you know, have this solution in six, seven days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it just takes something, unfortunately, something drastic like this to happen for people to come together and, and solve challenges right so you know what can you do to <laughs> how you know as a business owner what can you do 
to help right now. And uh, I think that's a great example of it. And actually, you know, it's not exploiting the situation. It's trying to make a more positive, positive yes. outcome. And I, I think that's really crucial. I mean, even down to what we do, quite honestly, you know, all we can do is, is try to get um, ideas out there for people to continue working and continue their business running uh, um, during these really challenging times and to, to you know, give them ideas and tools and tips on how to how to enable their staff to continue doing what they do um, remotely. Um, so, you know, introducing people to Slack and uh, the Google platform, um, you know, if all sorts of things like that can make a big difference. No, absolutely. No, and I think, you know, that's what, uh, maybe we'll have to look to do that this week. Maybe we can even just jump on the live stream and let people, you know, if you have questions or you have any questions today, you know, let us know. We're happy to take a look at your website free of charge and just throw out some ideas that you could be working on, you know, over the coming time while you're might be stuck at home like the rest of us. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason not to continue blogging during this time and, and even blogging about how you're coping through this situation can be a really positive thing. Um, you know, how you've changed or, or diversified what you do. Um, you know, what tools are you using to help um, run your business remotely? There's, uh, I, I'm on LinkedIn almost every day at this point, and um, there's all these, you know, the major, there's big, big companies on there talking about how they switch, switched over to remote and it's business as usual. And uh, you see those posts where it's a screenshot of like ten different, ten different people looking at you from a webcam. Like that's still great content right now, and it's it just, it, it's ways of, you know, they may be big organisations, but what they're doing is accessible to everyone. And yes. so, you know, even if you're running a small business and it's, it's more of your online kind of idea, there's a way of kind of getting behind the scenes and producing content that's relevant. And um, right now could be the difference between getting more expo more brand exposure than any anything, you know? No, absolutely. I think it's really, you know, it's a great time, as unfortunate as to say that, but it's a great time to be putting out content and, you know, really getting it ready to if you're not publishing now if you're like you know what it just doesn't seem I, I don't feel that it makes sense you know what cue those you know uh blogs up get them ready because you know what it is going to come out of this and then when it does you should be ready to fire on all cylinders because most likely as a small business you're going to have to you know you're yeah. going to really need to just hit the ground running so now's a great time and uh yeah. i know we got to go to a quick break but we can get it back i actually am going to share what i've done you know at my own house to kind of set up for the show, our marketing, our videos and all. And it is definitely not what you would expect, you know, but sometimes you just got to make do with what you can, right? Go to improvise. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, everybody, and we come back. We're really going to talk about some low cost ways to handle your small business marketing and really get yourself set up for what's let's all hope is uh, May 1st, you know? So, when we come back, we're gonna Wayne and I are gonna talk some small business marketing. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us and we're happy to take a look at your marketing. Welcome to 2020. It's time to give your small business a good makeover. Why not look at a new website? Why not look at your brand and see how you're performing online? Or are you trying to grow your social media channels? SMB Acceleration Radio Show can have the answers for you. Join us as a guest be sponsoring the show we can help no matter what the problem call 
Want to promote your business or sponsor a show? Give us a call at 855-308-5825 and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, Stitcher and all your favorite podcast platforms. This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let us begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Do you have plumage? Please tell me you answered no, which means you need to get a fishing license and have your boat registered, because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. All right, Philadelphia and everywhere else via the live stream worldwide. We're back. We're about to talk some low-cost small business marketing. And as I mentioned before the break, Wayne, I should tell you, I'm debating about showing you because my wife might kill me if I show everyone on the video side uh, the studio I set up in my <laughs> attic. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah, can, can you hear me? Kevin, I, I commend you on getting it all set up. It's it's um, it's awesome and <laughs> definitely a challenge. <laughs> oh, it is. I'm actually in my attic, which is it's a finished attic and it is maybe six feet four inches high so fortunately being under six foot uh i fit fine in here and <laughs> if, yeah for those on the live stream can see i actually have the backdrop behind me because i was shooting some product photography but i have a folding table a couple my tripod a couple of lights i have for our product photography and you know i'm actually stuck in a corner because the rest of the attic is full of stuff but the goal was, you know, it's quiet. It uh, works. I had to run a, an extension cord, some power up here and all. You know, I didn't run a new line, but just, you know, I get a big extension cord and all. And yeah. I think at this time of the world, it's really about make do with what you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, what I can tell you from what I can see is it's very well lit right now. I can see you nice and cleanly. Uh, your backdrop needs a little bit of fold, unfolding there. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's not in the best. It's actually I was moving stuff around and then ran out of time this morning because yeah. I was trying to adjust I, it. I, I hear oh. you. Um yeah, similarly um for I've got a little um collapsible uh photo booth actually. It's got a strip oh. of LED lights across the top and I can include more in the bottom if I need to to really elevate the light and then natural LED lights and uh for pretty much up to I don't know, maybe 30, 40, in, uh, 30 inches, uh, a product of about 30 inches. I can do a pretty good product photography setup. And uh, for a camera, I, yeah, I can use my, my digital SLR for it. But for the most part, I've been using my iPhone and then using Lightroom and a few other little tricks to make sure it's nice and crisp and, and high quality. No way, really? You're good. Yeah. Ah, I should have used the iPhone. I was fighting with the DSLR over the weekend and... They were not coming out good at all, even with uh, the lights and the yeah. backdrop set up. I should have probably just switched to the iPhone. Yeah, I mean, the iPhone, surprisingly, um, as long as it's a, a well-lit thing, and quite honestly, the biggest boon that I have is a remote clicker. So I get it set up on a tripod, and I get the shot, the frame set up how I want it, and I always use the grid the grid view on okay. the camera. Um, 
I, I use this little push button that just takes the snap for me so I don't have to touch it, which means I, I'm not adjusting it. I'm not um, kind of in risk of moving anything. And, and so I get some really crisp, very clean shots just doing it that way. Wait, you have a like a, a clicker for your iPhone? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's genius. I it's mean, I have one for the DSLR. I didn't realize they even made them for iPhone. Yeah, it's just a Bluetooth. I can't even remember where I got it from. It was I got it ages ago. Um, but it's a little Bluetooth. Um, it, 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 there's two buttons, basically. There's one for still and one for video. And oh, so awesome. set everything up, just push one button, push, and then off I go. Um, it does make things a lot, lot easier. <laughs> so, you know what? On that, what do you think your total investment in the equipment you have set up is? Is under $100. Okay. The booth itself, the little light booth that I got was probably the most expensive thing at 20 odd dollars uh let's say 30 30 bucks for that and i got it online you can find them on amazon there's a bunch of them out there again you don't need anything too high end you just got to think about what what is the average size of product that you're going to put in there and, and buy accordingly okay. um, my iphone tripod was maybe five dollars um so and, do you have one of the smaller tripods for the iphone yeah. or is it the full size with the iphone mount my one's just an iPhone, uh, a, a dedicated tabletop um, tripod with the iPhone mount on it already. Oh, nice. You can also take, um, what is it, uh, GoPros as well. So it can sw I can switch it out and put my GoPro on it. So if I want to do some video in, in GoPro mode, I can do that. Oh, awesome. And then the clicker, again, I can't remember exactly where I got it from, but it was cheap. It was, I, I'd say, no more than $10. Wow. So, I mean, $100 set up, if you were someone who is interested and you've been dying to start that e-commerce business, I mean, for 100 bucks while you're stuck working from home, and I was originally thinking, I think this is a misconception a lot of us might have, or maybe it was just me, I was thinking without having my commute, I was going to have all this extra time while working from home, <laughs> but... Uh, be homeschooling has definitely <laughs> eaten up all the commuting time plus a lot yeah it does um for the most part any photography that i get to do and i for the you know again i'm i'm doing it for fun it's not that i have to do this for work or anything um but i can um a lot of the time i'm just doing pictures of my flies that i tie or, or some product shots for brands i represent on social media um i'm doing it mostly in the evening uh it takes about you know it's already set up i've got it permanently set up in the basement it takes me about two seconds to go down put my phone in set a set the shot up and then click 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 i've done 50 odd photos in about 40 minutes and then <laughs> off i go um, oh that's awesome so, so it's quick and easy and because it's tabletop and collapsible and portable and what have you is it gives you the ability to take your photo studio anywhere you need to go that's and awesome. that's what I like about it. No, and that portability is huge, especially in today's day and age. And we're seeing with the remote working, you know, yeah, being able to have that ability to move is really key in a lot of ways to success. You know, like the world isn't static anymore. No, you know? uh, I mean, look at this. You know, who would have thought um, we'd be able to keep a radio state, a radio show going during these remote times you you would think um quite 
quite wrongly, honestly, that you'd have to go into the studio, record your show, and then and or pre-record and send it into the studio to air. We're able to Skype into our, into WWDB, um, set it up so that we can both come on camera. The only reason I'm not on camera today is because it just makes my computer slow. Um, I understand. Yeah, uh, got a lot of things running on it right now, and. Um, we're able to record our show easily. Um, we can do our podcast with just a laptop and a microphone, and, and off you go. I mean, it's not it's not as difficult as what people may think it is. No, no. And I, you had pointed out in a previous episode about you know natural light, and <clears throat> yeah. that was actually one of the reasons the where I'm sitting right now. Actually, you can see it a little bit behind me. The checkered background where it. Yeah. Uh, ends is actually a window there's two of them and i set up the you know product shots and my card table i'm sitting at here you know between two windows so that if the lighting i had didn't work i could always open the blinds and at least get some kind of extra you know natural light yeah awesome and and i think you know again even i think your whole setup didn't cost you an arm and a leg right it was no it was i think cost effective all in right now it's probably over time grown to be a little bit more ex- expensive but that was the only the real additional cost is i bought one of the light setups from with the backdrop yeah. from amazon and i think it was on sale for maybe a hundred and twenty dollars 110 something like that and that honestly is the biggest expense i have had and that came with two of the uh, light box kind of what are they called uh, yeah the light filter lamp yeah, yeah where it has like a you know the black piece that goes over it the def- the pay or the diffusion cloth there's two of them uh that are actually on right now i have two of the more i guess still photography ones with the umbrellas yep and it's definitely was the cheapest set i could find because again we don't still I don't do it enough currently to make it, you know, worth spending five, six hundred dollars on professional equipment. Absolutely. Uh, so that was like a hundred and ten, hundred and twenty, say. Uh, as we mentioned before, the you can actually see the Yeti mic is next to me. That's like a seventy, eighty dollar purchase. And as we always even stream from the studio, the Logitech, you know, ten eighty streaming webcam was seventy, eighty dollars. So I mean all told Two, three hundred, three fifty, yeah. maybe. Still and, under five hundred, right? Still within our thousand dollar. Yeah, kind of absolutely. Well, we and uh, I'm actually using. I have a little bit of uh, backfill light on the floor that is part of the down and dirty light kit from Wisty I put together at one point, and <laughs> I actually have to put a picture up when we uh, do a blog about this. And yeah, those lights are just in traditional, you know, sh- like workshop. Uh, yeah, on, and I have uh, it's actually I have uh, two paper or two two clothespins with diffusion paper over the front of them, <laughs> and uh, they're sitting on literally sitting on the floor, you know, and I kind of use the stand part of the clamp to kind of prop them up a little bit, and there the lights pointing up doing the backfill. The other ones are kind of pointing a little bit to the side. So yeah, for literally less than $400 you could especially if you were not me and had your backdrop better set up <laughs> uh, you have the backdrop came with the black one 
a yeah. white screen and a green screen. So you can actually pretty much do any type of type of video or still photography you need. And if you're somebody looking to create content, you could easily be, you know, knocking out a video or two a day with even a setup a little bit less than this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, in its most basic form, if you've got a place, uh, an office in your house where you typically sit down to, to get on with your work, you can use the webcam on your computer and record video. Yeah. All you need is a decent bit of light, you know, hopefully with the windows open or some extra lights around you so that you're well lit. But you can sit there and record very easily uh, just using your webcam from your computer. Um, so there's really no excuse for not creating uh, video-based content. No, I honestly think, I mean, cost-effective-wise, my system is way kind of overblown. Like you said, you really could sit down with like, your laptop camera in a quiet space and knock out a video a day or two videos a day. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, these are these are great little tips for, for creating content. And let's be honest, you're going to get your biggest bang for your buck by building up um, your video library. Uh, people consume video much more uh, readily than perhaps blog posts. But even if you've created a video, um, let's pick a topic for us. Uh, it could be you know like this, marketing 101 or marketing on a budget. We create a video. We talk for 10, 15 minutes about ways you can uh, you know implement marketing tactics for for minimal money. And um, all you have to do is take that transcription of the video and then expand it, tell it in more of a, you know, adjust it so it's a bit more of a story flow rather than just a, a, a monologue. And uh, next thing you know, you've not only produced a video, you've also got a blog article that you can use on your own blog and then reshare elsewhere. Um, and if you're, if you're really smart, you can do photography at the same time, especially if you set it up with a remote clicker. Uh, yes. You can start getting some photography as well around you, know, around you doing the presentation or... If you've got um, some online examples of things that you found that are really fascinating, take some screenshots, uh, you can start adding those into your blog article too. So, I mean, it, it really doesn't have to be complex. As long as you can put together uh, an idea of what you want to talk about and um, it's relevant to your business and potentially other business owners out there or to your audience, there's no reason not to be using this time when Let's be honest, the day-to-day -day is probably slowed down a little bit. It gives you the opportunity to keep relevant and keep on point and keep noticeable by using things like video and blog content to continue marketing your business. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, it's hey, probably there is may have never been. Well, all right, let me, I'll backtrack that three steps. Other than 10 years ago, if you were smart like Joe Rogan, there was no better time to start a YouTube channel than right now. You yeah, know, I mean, because they I just saw that worldwide, they've no longer are allowing videos to stream in HD because there's so much YouTube being watched right now. They didn't want to burden the Internet service providers world globally. Yeah, people are consuming video content every minute of the day that the, the the spike in youtube channel uh youtube channel traffic is immense and so yes. you know, it is a great time to if you haven't got a youtube channel it's a great time to have to start to build one and create content that's relevant to your audience and your business and start building up thought leadership rather than potentially having to 
focus purely on you know getting things done let's start sharing some content out there so you're still top of mind so when things do stabilize and get back to some semblance of normal um people are able to remember you from your videos you know yes i, I mean i use it for everything youtube um is probably i actually probably use it more than google these days <laughs> so wow, do you really yeah if i'm if i'm looking for something or i'm trying to you know we had a problem with our water heater and I, I wanted to look up, you know, lack of hot water coming out of the water heater. I didn't go to Google. I went to YouTube and then the video, I, I saw like 50 different videos on tips on how to fix or address the problem. I've used them and it has helped. Uh, I think the harsh reality that I learned from one video is our water heater is probably too old and needs replacing, but <laughs> I've managed to eke out a bit more life out of it. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny. My father-in-law, that is his de facto go-to for anything he wants to know. It's not Google. It's 100% YouTube. Yeah. And yeah. my wife recently, I, I can't remember. Oh, he's really big and he really is into cars and all. And my wife was like, well, if you were to look up, you know, this model versus this model like you know where would you go and all he sends back is like two youtube videos reviewing that model a versus model b he's like well here's your answer <laughs> yeah i mean why not right it's, it's easy and i think I, that goes yeah. for all businesses right yeah i mean think about that impact on your website so again let's let's boil this back down you can spend a lot of money putting out advertising through google and other channels um, to drive people to your website. And I'm not saying YouTube replaces this in any way, shape, or form. But the amount of SEO value and the way people are searching now and the fact that people are using YouTube as a, as a search engine, it pays to create a few videos, put stuff out there, you know, optimize that video in the, in the description, in the title. That can actually replace, if you did that, that could replace three or four of your ads. You still yeah. need the ads to run because, you know, not everyone is doing this. Not everyone is, you know, it's a mix of channels that you need to do to promote your business effectively. But YouTube can be a huge advantage over your competition. Absolutely. I, I, I The more I've seen of with what we have done with YouTube and spending more time on YouTube, I guess, learning about it, you know, as we're doing our own marketing and all, and even you know, in that way we just mentioned of thinking about or needing to learn something and going about and finding it on there, you know, there's just about, someone is searching for just about everything on YouTube, whether it's how to fix something or how to do something. Product it's actually a great product development. Uh, and it's something I just mentioned to my wife the other day was something like, and I'm sure you actually have some great op options, but like something like Loom. If you're trying to show something on your website, or maybe you're, we'll use uh, an accountant. So say you're an accountant and you set up a spreadsheet a certain way and you want to let your customers know, you know, you know, your clients, hey, this is the best way I've found to do it. You could use an app like Loom and record both yourself as the quote unquote talking head while sharing your screen, walking through it and, you know, making it easy for people, yeah. you know. Dude, what do you use for screen capture plus like talking video? QuickTime. Okay. Uh, you can record. 
I with QuickTime surprisingly, and I, I don't think it's the pro version. I think it's the base straight out of the box. Yep. Uh, if you're a Mac owner, you can capture your screen and uh, record your voice over the top of it. So it's voiceover. You can do videos straight to it. So you can again like just switch on QuickTime. I can record a video. And if I just want to, you know, perhaps record audio, I can do that through QuickTime too. So it's one tool that does all. Okay. Beyond that, there's um, uh, Screencast is another app. Um, there's one Camster is another one that you can use, which enables you to put a thumbnail of your your head in in one of the corners of the screen. Okay. So that that's you, what uh, Loom is pretty similar. Yeah. If you're if you're doing um, a tutorial and you're walking through. Um, an app that you've built or something like that or, or you're doing that Excel kind of idea and you're showing people how to put some certain equations in there to work out um, taxes and things like that um, Camtasia can really help you with that and again I think it's a minimal fee there's a bunch of free options out there too that are worth looking at yeah I think Loom is free it might still I think it's still free and that's not a bad one it's a Chrome extension you just get it from the Chrome library yeah no, there's plenty and that's the thing I mean we all know businesses are hurting cash flow wise so it's really not a bad idea to find a free option and just get started you know you might find that uh, you really enjoy doing video and now it becomes a completely you know different way to start interacting with a potential audience or growing your business absolutely and if nothing else the minimal takeaway from that is um, thought leadership so always again even down to when you're doing these videos and even if it's a, it's a certain way you set up an excel fi uh, excel file as an accountant or uh, as a service to someone put your logo on it make the channel your channel and um, you know, don't be afraid to close it out with a call to action. Like, give me a call if you've got tax needs that are beyond your capabilities, or this this video didn't help you know, solve this problem. Whatever, put a call to action at the end of it for the, those people viewing to come and check you out and give you a call. It's a great lead gen potential there as well. Um, yeah. so it's it's well worth doing. And then you can get into kind of setting up. Um, so once you've got a few videos, you know, you can set up little cards within your the latest post, the latest video that you put out there. You can set up cards to link to other relevant videos that you've done. So our marketing 101 here for under one hundred dollars. Uh, we've got another video that is a similar idea. Um, and what we would do in our YouTube setup is set them up as little cards so that midway through or towards the end of this show, you can actually go on to look at more content from us regarding the uh, regarding the uh, topics we're talking about no that's a great tip and i mean there, there is probably you know a, th a thousand great there's definitely a, a handful of really good youtube uh like walkthrough tutorials to get your channel to that level of hey you know what throw these cards in play around with it you ha if you have the time it's a great time to experiment i Absolutely. think uh it was actually something i was thinking of over the weekend when you and I were working on is you know there's a, a piece of news that came out and it was really how you know small businesses tend to be in such a cash crunch yeah. on average they only have about you know this was according to a Harvard Business School study 27 days of cash flow restaurants about 17 yeah and you and I have been working with a great small business, and I just kind of wanted to mention it real quick. 
and that's you know the cash flow app yeah i think that really you might not want to see it and i mean sometimes the small business owners we prefer to stick our head in the sand so to speak instead of really you know recognizing what's happening but understanding your cash flow now even as bad as it might be is kind of you know imperative to knowing what you're going to need to do when you ramp back up exactly uh, if you can't like I, I mean for us uh, our cash flow would be as simple as okay we created 25 invoices right and out of those invoices we've maybe got 15 that have been paid well we know that we have a certain amount of cash flow based on those 15 but we can also predict that hey within 30 days those remaining invoices that are out there we need to follow up we need to chase we need to get those back in so that we can you know a meet payroll you know if we you know, yep. get paid um, or if we're looking to rent different equipment or look to expand our offering in some way without that insight into how our cash flow is is managed and where we stand on a month to month even week to week basis um, you know you're you're running blind how can you grow if you don't know where what's coming in and what's going out in order to build your business up more effectively no i mean that's a great point it really is and i mean you have you really have to know and the fact that the team at cash flow which is cash c-a-s-h p-h-l-o-w flow like a ph flow uh they're actually going to be launching this week i don't know if i should tell everybody now but why not i'm already doing it um they're going to be offering you know a free startup package to small businesses because as a small business themselves they know how tough these times are and they want as many small businesses to have better understanding of their cash flow as possible so yeah. if you go to cashflow.com this week again at c-a-s-h-p-h-l-o-w.com you can go ahead and uh request uh, a you know free introductory use of this tool and kind of spend a little bit of time understanding where your cash flow is at and then being able to say okay well you know what i have this amount of staff we're doing this we expect to see this and we can push hard on this and then you know once it were the world is back to normal we're going to ramp up to x number to kind of make up for lost time yeah i mean even if you're not doing your finances yourself and you use an accountant um, share it with the accountant you know say hey I, I came across this or I heard about this great new app it looks like it's something worth looking at uh, it's all about managing your cash flow so you know what's coming in what's going out uh, recommend it to your accountants get them there I mean there's no better time than when it's free to go and check it out it is a very powerful tool and it, it, it basically uses your current financial information in order to establish where your cash flow is at. So it just takes some of the human element out of things. It takes out some of the manual aspects of, you know, typically most people are using QuickBooks or Excel to run this sort of information. And this plugs in nicely to QuickBooks. Uh, so that's something to consider. Um, and it just, it, it makes life easier for you uh, rather than sitting there not knowing and, and kind of guessing or relying on your accountant to keep you up to date every month. Um, very easily you can go in and see exactly where you stand in terms of your cash flow. Absolutely. No, and I think that's a, you know, and if it allows you to free up some extra time so that you can, you know, spend that time working on your business, you know what, that's amazing because right now is the time to grow your business. So you know what, how about we just take, you know, the last, what do we have, about 
seven, eight minutes here. Yeah. Um, let's just maybe throw out a bunch of low cost ideas for small business owners. And, yeah, yeah. You know, just we'll Absolutely. we'll we'll keep it under a thousand. And I guess instead of on how to do it, we will go out. Let's just get it out there as possible. Do you have one you want to start with, or you want me to start, or what makes sense? Yeah, I actually right off the top of my bat this isn't necessarily marketing um but it's something that i think during this time that is worth doing and that is if you have a premium membership to linkedin now is the time to educate yourself as well so if you have this extra time hopefully on your hands and you're looking into kind of things that you want to improve in terms of your business well you know, LinkedIn has a huge amount of educational um, learning opportunities and certifications. So you can take courses, video courses on SEO, on Marketing 101, on Facebook advertising, a number of different things, even down to Excel. And um, you'll learn some tricks and tips within Excel that you didn't know you could do. Um, so take this time to educate yourself or recommend to your team members that, hey, go and take a couple of courses on this. That for the most part, if you've got a premium um, membership to LinkedIn, they're free. Oh, so that's great one point. Yeah. It, it, as a small business owner right now, knowing that you have to wear these various hats, um, and even if there's only two or three of you that run uh, the work at the company, now is a great time to get people certified and, and re-educate them in terms of some uh, skills that they typically wouldn't have. Maybe that's marketing, maybe it's design, maybe it's photography. Um, but yeah, check out LinkedIn. They have a ton of them and it's worth doing. There's others out there that you pay for. Um, there's Udemy, which is another uh, educational course, which will put, you know, you'll pay, but not ridiculous amounts of money. You're talking about 10 bucks for a course up to the most expensive I've seen is um, 150 for a course. Okay. And you get you get proper certifications from these things, and uh, it's worth doing. It it broadens your skill set. Oh, I think I'm going to piggyback that. And uh, you know the Facebook Blueprint certification when we had a uh, game from Facebook oh, yeah. Messenger on. That's a great one. You know, if, especially if you're a small business owner, you're the solopreneur, and you know, getting fa Facebook's not going anywhere. Um, so Facebook blueprint, Google analytics certification, it's actually a great time to kind of, if there's any topics you've really been looking to as a small business owner, certifications or learning anything right now can't hurt, you know, it only can yeah. improve your skill set. Exactly. And so coming off of the learning, I think, you know, you brought up Google and things like that. It's now a good time to kind of also look at ways to streamline your processes, right? So if you're, um, Again, I'm going to speak to my expertise, I guess, uh, as a designer. I, I'm always looking at things to help me work more efficiently. So look at tools that you could use. Maybe you've never used Slack uh, as a communication channel or collaboration tool. Well, download a version of it. Have a play with it. See what it looks like. Again, you can go paid or you can go free. Uh, the free will be enough to get you started and, and kind of connect you to your uh, counterpart or your couple of co-workers that you have it's a great tool for that um, the other thing you can start to look at is okay if if we're running um, a project 
uh, from start to finish? What are we using? Are we using Excel? Most people will be. Is there a way to do that more efficiently? And there's a bunch of different project management tools out there available to you. There's also Smartsheets, which is another great, um, it's like Excel, but on steroids. Um, it gives you the ability to set up project plans, financial plans, and they've got a lot of built-in templates that you can kind of play around with to find that that perfect mix of what works for you. So it's worth looking at these different tools, these different pieces of software, and I'm sure you've got a few, Kevin, that can help you streamline your business. So you're not as dependent on a few of the bigger lists like um, Outlook and things like that. And ultimately, the one that I would probably push everyone to, if you're using the Microsoft suite and you're using Word and you're using Excel and you're using PowerPoint, now could be a good time to explore Google's. Google's is it's online, it's more secure, I think. Um, it's more accessible to people. And in these remote times, it's actually a great tool to use um, remotely because you can share, you know, you can be working in a PowerPoint. There could be multiple people working in a PowerPoint or an Excel spreadsheet. And you can see the updates happening live. Um, and I know Microsoft have similar, but if you're on the fence about it, it's worth looking at. I'll tell you, I lean 100% in Google's camp. Uh, unless you are a business that might have had a server for the last X number of years and it's just too much of a headache to bring over. But Google's one feature that I have not found Microsoft's work well at all is Google will search the documents and also has a pretty good understanding of what images are so you yeah. can put in like a line of text you might know is in a pdf or three words and it'll find that pdf whereas you know the traditional microsoft does not all you have to find it by file name or some meta information yeah to me that drives me crazy because i might know like oh this phrase i'm sure is in one of these that i'm looking for if i put the phrase in i can find it and until Microsoft has that, I think it's going to be a really tough uh, way to, you know, catch up with Google. I agree. And they all interplay with each other. So all these, you know, Google Docs, Google uh, Sheets, Google Drive, Google Slides, all of those tools play together. So when you're searching, it's looking through all of those for that yeah. thing that you're looking for. And, and they all integrate really well. And if you have Slack, you can actually integrate Slack into your Google platform as well. So you can actually use Slack to look and search and it bases it on the same Google algorithm. Absolutely. So it's actually a really cool little suite of tools right there that can just make searching for a specific um, document much, much easier. No, absolutely. And I guess we're uh, about to, at the end here. Uh, any last yeah. thoughts, Wayne? Yeah, uh, any last thoughts? You know, it doesn't have to be doom and gloom. Let's use this time to broaden our horizons, look at new things, re-educate ourselves. And you know, the biggest thing that I can say at the end of the show is let's all support each other. Small businesses have to come together in order to survive at this time. Oh, I love it, man. I, I'm with you. Uh, let's all support the small businesses. And everyone remember, some of the greatest businesses were started in you know what seemed like dire times. So keep at it, small business owners, and look forward to talking to everybody again.